This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I got an air of Shabbos, but Rosh Chodesh. I'd like to wish a mazatov to Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Kadosh on the birth of a baby girl. I'd also like to wish a mazatov to Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Shmuel Prager, the grandparents, on the birth of, a, of this granddaughter. May they see much nachats from all of their children and their grandchildren. We'd also like to wish a special mazatov to Rabbi Mrs. Avram Zipper on the birth of a great grandson born to their grandson, um, Sheftel Yedidya. May they see much nachats from him and from the entire Mishpacha. This week's parasha. The Torah introduces us to a parasha of Eglah Rufa. The Torah introduces us to a story which is hard for us to understand. It discusses in the Psukim about a person is found dead. A body is found dead. No reason, no rhyme, no clues of what caused his death. Today they call it an unsolved mystery. No one knows how he died, who caused the death, and what happened. And the Torah goes on to describe what do we do next? What do we do? So the Pasuk says, does the kingdom of the city have to say, we are not guilty of this crime? And there's a kingdom, the elder, they take all the great Rabbanim of the town, they gather them up and they come down to the crime scene and they make this declaration, we didn't do it. So Chazal bothered, of course, we never would suspect that the crime would be done by great Talmud Yechachamim, by the Rabbanim, by the Zikin Yair. What does the Pasuk mean? So Chazal tell us what the Pasuk means is that what they were saying is that we cannot be blamed for his death because we as the city, we did everything that we could do. We escorted this man. When he left our city, we fed him, we took care of him. And therefore, we are not to be blamed for anything that happened. And the question that all the Mepharshim ask is, and if you didn't do that, that would explain why he died? This man obviously died because someone attacked him when he was traveling. Someone maybe mugged him, was trying to mug him. Someone was, uh, was, was, was wild and, 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 and killed him. What does it have to do with whether or not the people of the city would have escorted him or not? So the classical answer that is given, I saw it in the name of the great Rav Mary Shapiro, the Lublina Rav, he points out that the Torah is teaching us something very important. That when a person feels that someone cares about him, when a person feels that he's treated like a person, he has much more of a will to push and to fight. When this Yid is walking alone, leaving the city after spending some time in the city, so there's two attitudes he could have. One attitude is, no one cares about me. I left the city, it didn't even make a difference. No one cared, no one recognized, no one noticed. So now he's presented with, with a, 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 a situation, someone's attacking him, he has no will to fight. He says to himself, why should I defend myself? No one cares about me. Let this murderer, let this robber, let this mugger take me, who cares? However, Chazal said, but if when I escort this man to the city, I make him feel like a million bucks. I make him feel like he matters. I make him feel like he counts. He's a person. He now has that push, that urge to say, no, I'm a person. And if someone comes and attacks him, he's going to defend himself. He's going to fight off <coughs> as best as he can the attacker because he has a new sense of value. He has a new appreciation for life. He says, well, if they think I matter, then I do matter. So often we forget about the individual. We look at a situation, we look at the greater whole, and we don't look at the individual. The Balaturan points out that this parish of Egla Rufa is sandwiched between going to war. What is the connection between Egla Rufa and battle? Because sometimes when you go to war, you always look at larger numbers. How many casualties? How much success? You don't think that there's always an individual, one person, 
We find it so often never when we hear about a tragedy, a terrorist attack, Rahman al Oh, how many people died? Oh, it was only one. What do you mean only one? Only one is one too many. We spoke about this this past Tishavov when we did the Kinnis. We pointed out that sometimes we lose track of the individual. We're so focused on the greater number, the big number, how many. Every person is important. And every person needs to feel that he's important. Because the Torah is telling us if this fellow left the city feeling unimportant, he has no push and no will to move on. He's not going to fight off that attacker. He's not going to defend himself because he feels worthless. But when he left the city, he was treated with respect. The people escorted him out of the town. They gave him snacks. They made him feel like a mensch. Now he feels like a person. So often we forget about that one individual. We look at the whole. We say, well, overall things are pretty good. The community is pretty well. It's doing well. The classroom, the children. We got to look at each and every person because every person matters. Every person is special. They see over an unbelievable story with the great Reb Chaim Salavechuk, Reb Chaim Brisker. We know Reb Chaim Brisker was the Rav of the town of Brisk. And there was a Bundist. For those who are familiar with that movement, that group in Europe, they were usually not Orthodox, not from our type of style of Yiddishkeit. And one of these Bundists were arrested and put in jail. And they would not let him out of jail unless there was a large sum of money that was raised. And Reb Chaim Brisker started the campaign to collect money for this fellow, and no one felt the urge to give. They said, what? He's not religious, he's not from Uns. Let him sit. And as it got closer to Yom Kippur, Reb Chaim was seen that the money was not being produced. Reb Chaim paskin that year that Erev Yom Kippur, the shul, the main shul and brisk where Reb Chaim David will be closed for Yom Kippur services until the money is raised. Reb Chaim told the people, I mean business. If we don't raise this money, we are not opening the shul for services on Yom Kippur. That obviously put a fear into the people of Brisk. And ultimately the money was raised on Erev Yom Kippur. And many people didn't even need a Sutta Samab Sekhas that year. They were so busy running around to get this fellow clear from the government. They barely had enough time to make it back for Kol Nidri. Reb Chaim said, there's one Yid. How can we not take care of him? Now, can you imagine, it's one yid, it's every kippur, we're so focused about ourselves. This fellow wasn't even what we'd call today from. Not to Reb Chaim Salvechik. Reb Chaim one yid is a yid, and we need to be thoughtful, and we need to think about one yid like we do a hundred yid. Every yid matters, and every yid's feelings count. I'll share with you a story of a contemporary story. That's Reb Chaim Brisker a hundred years ago. There was a girl who made a deal with her parents, teenage girl. Her parents wanted her to do something because she said, Mom, I'll do whatever you want to me on one condition. You have to let me shave my head. Now you can imagine as a firm mother when you hear your teenage daughter say she wants to shave her head, you don't even know where to begin. What? A from girl with beautiful long hair? Why would you want to shave your head? What, what are you doing? And the girl says to her mother, Mom, don't ask questions. Just let me do this and I'll do whatever you want. The mother said, fine, I'll let you shave your head. The parents were bewildered. What exactly is this girl doing? Why would a young teenage from girl want to shave her hair? And they found out the next day that this girl that asked to have her, her hair cut off was befriending a girl in her class that was going through chemo who was just recovering from cancer. While going through chemo, she was losing her hair and she wasn't even allowed to go to school. This girl would go every day to her house and bring her the schoolwork go over with her what was taught in class. And finally, this girl, Nebuch, who was recovering, would be allowed to come back to school, but she'd be coming back without hair. 
So her friend decided she's also going to shave her head. Put on a baseball cap. This way her friend won't feel embarrassed. Can you imagine the sensitivity of a teenage girl to think about another girl? One girl we're talking about. One girl. Thinking the sensitivity of another girl's feelings will be hurt because she nebuch lost her hair due to the condition. So this girl went on her own. Will decided to have her own hair cut off to ease the pain of her friend. That's what it means to value one person. One individual. Not a tzibor, not a kehilla, not a city, not a country, not a town. One Jew. The terms reminding us in this week's parish that we have to have our value systems perhaps tweak every once in a while. Every person matters. Not just the big, the rich, the famous, the well-known. Every yid, no matter on his greatness or even on his lowliness, it doesn't matter. Every yid is special. Every yid needs our attention and every yid needs our help if we can. And Mr. Shem, as we get ready, prepare for the month of El, for El, for Rosh Hashanah, we think about this. When we come across the less famous people, the people that not everyone is focusing on, the people that often go under the radar and we realize we can make a difference. We can change their life. It would be an unbelievable school, it would be an unbelievable schus for us. As we get ready for the Yemen, I value every one of your children, Hashem. Everyone. Even those that the rest of the world maybe does it, but I value them. And if that's because Hashem should show us unbelievable amounts of love and compassion, we should all be zaycha. Our good kibanchir, we should all be zaycha. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu should look at all of us as special individualized of His children. Mr. Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should answer all our tefillahs for ourselves, for our families, and for Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.